Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyday English. My name is Laura Marshall Say, owner of Marshall Say English. I'm a historian. I was a tour guide, and now I teach business English. And I provide English language services to professionals in the tourism, heritage, and museum industries. This week, I want to talk about developing a tour when English isn't your first language. Let's get started. Last week, I talked about the need for good English language skills in the tourism and heritage industries, and that you don't need to speak fluent English in order to get your job done. Instead, I recommended using functional fluency, which is a more narrow approach to vocabulary and grammar. Ideally, If you're at a museum or a heritage site, you would have a great trainer like me <laughs> to help you reach functional fluency. But not everyone has that option. So here's the technique I developed to help you build your confidence giving tours in English. The first step is writing the tour. Do this on the computer. You're going to need copy and paste. But write the tour in your own language first. This will allow you to clarify how you want to tell the story. Once you've written it in your own language, go back and on your own try to write the tour in English. Do the best you can with grammar. And vocabulary. Once you've finished writing the tour in English, I want you to go back to the original version in your own language. And what you're going to do is paragraph by paragraph, you're going to copy and paste your native language tour into one of the translators. The free ones are good. I like DeepL. Google is also a good option. Now, the translators aren't 100% every time. They make mistakes, but really, they do a pretty good job. So, do a paragraph at a time, and then, and this is important, compare the version that you wrote in English with the version on the translator. Compare the two. Did you make mistakes? If so, what were they? Comparing what you wrote with the translated version is a great learning tool. Now, when you see the translated version, go through and identify any new vocabulary words. While you're still in the translator, check on the speaker icon. To check the pronunciation of those words. Luckily, the generated pronunciation tool for English is usually quite good. Now, the most important part practice. Practice, practice, and practice some more.
both your pronunciation and the delivery of the tour, how you're going to say it, where you're going to pause. This is a great exercise to do with someone you trust, someone who can gently correct your mistakes. I suggest that when you have this corrected English tour, that you try to memorize as much as possible. This will help with pronunciation, it will help with delivery, and it makes it easier when you're doing it in front of the paying public. I also suggest putting your written tour in an outline and put it into a binder. Keep that binder with you when you give your tours if it's allowed. I did this when I started giving tours for the U.S. National Park Service. It gave me confidence because I knew that if I forgot something, I could give a sneak peek, usually when the guests were moving from place to place. It's also a good idea to keep information, extra information, that isn't part of the main tour in that binder just in case someone asks. For example, I did tours of a historic house. And while the furniture wasn't the feature of the tour, people often wanted to know what that piece of furniture was, who made it, what year, or who painted that painting. And because I had all of that information in my binder, I could simply look it up if I didn't know the answer. Now, when this idea was first suggested to me, I thought it would make me look unprofessional. But I found it had the opposite effect. Guests were impressed that I was so prepared to answer their questions. They loved it. And that brings me to my next suggestion. Prepare for questions. It might be a good idea to work with your colleagues on this one. Which questions do you get asked the most? Keep a list of them, and most importantly, write the answers out in English, and then practice saying them. And when I say keep a list of all the questions, I mean all the questions. For example, when I worked for the Park Service, most of the questions I was asked were about the site. But once the tour was over, the question I was asked most was, do you know a good place to eat around here? <laughs> so keep a list of the questions and the answers, and honestly, you will be the go-to person at your site. Now, what happens if someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer? Well, that's easy. You admit that you don't know the answer and promise to find the answer when the tour ends. That level of service always impresses guests. Thank you for joining me this week. Next week we're going to talk about how to tell an engaging story on your tour. And most importantly, 
how to avoid what I call the information dump. What are your biggest challenges? Contact me on my website, www.marshallsayenglish.com, and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for dropping by, and I'll see you next week.